Hey, For The Girl fam, it's Mac, and I wanted to let you know that you are listening to the Daughters series. We are going to be studying incredible women from the Bible for the next six weeks, and we actually have a workbook or a Bible study that goes along with this study. You can get it on our website, forthegirl.com, and you will have an incredible tool and resource to help you engage with Scripture, understand context, and really begin to interact with the text. We also have some super cool merch, a daughter sweatshirt, a Go Be His t-shirt, and a beanie. That's right. It's super cute. You're going to want to check that out also at forthegirl.com. We would love to have you join us in an even deeper way for this study by grabbing your workbook online. But that's all I got for you right now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the final episode of our daughter series. It's been an incredible six weeks looking at different women of the Bible and seeing how God sees us as his daughters. I have learned so much. I'm more obsessed with scripture and the word of God than ever. I feel more connected to all my girls out there. And I don't know, I just got a really good picture of just like the unique and special way that God loves us, God chooses us, God sees us and God uses us. So um, I'm really excited for our final conversation. We're going to be talking all about Priscilla, who is one of my personal favorite women in the word of God. I love her. She's a powerful teacher. She's a powerful partner. And I'm really excited to kind of dive into her story in a bit. But before that, guys, it is our last three minute tea. And guess what? We're changing it up this week because we're giving ourselves five minutes. (laughs) This is five I don't know minute if you guys tea. are excited about that or not excited yeah. about that. But some people are like, oh, now I have to skip. But four you will more be times. excited because we are giving you the tea on our relationships. So Kenzie's talking I know about this marriage. Is much anticipated. I'll yeah. be talking about marriage, newlywed, new marriage. Okay. And you're gonna be talking about your dating life. Wow. Life. So I'm nervous. Uh, Are we ready? Are we ready? I don't know what's about to come out of my mouth, honestly. So here we go. Five minutes on the clock. Is that something about five minutes? 30 seconds? It does. Oops. All right. We got five minutes on the clock. Mac, here we go. Let's go. You're going first. So I need to know a little bit about your dating life. Let's. I really thought you were going to go first. No, I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) Ha ha. Oh, okay, gosh. so give us a little tea. We, like, who are you dating? What are you doing? How is this going for you? Is there any like real candidates like out there in the world? What's happening? I have to keep this a little. I'm going to try to give you as much tea as possible without totally embarrassing myself on this and totally shooting myself in the foot. Yeah, because everything's got, probably new. I got two details for you guys. Okay. They are still a little mysterious, but there's tea in here. The first one is there is somebody that I am you know, currently, currently interested in currently. Yeah. And he happens to be in the same building that we are right now. Yeah. So we can't say too much. No, nope, he's in the buildings and he probably can overhear this. The honestly. Same building. <laughs> and Turns so that's over. one fact for you. The second fact is that many of you listeners perhaps witnessed the beginning of this. Oh, ah, that's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. That's the tea from me. If you guys came to the single, 
Kins, too much tea. <laughs> oh my I was gosh. trying to leave it mysterious. Okay, well, we got some tea. There you go. Okay. We spilled a little. That's spilled a little tea. I feel like my tea that I spilled so is has it going more. Well? Is it going well? It's new. <laughs> it's fresh. Really fresh. You guys, they recently started talking about four days ago, but they've talked oh like every day oh for the four days. Goodness. I'm personally I'm pretty sweating. excited about it. So there you go. Max got a little fling fling fling. Can we move fling. on? Can we move on, please? Summertime. Okay, fling. tell us about Summer marriage. Love it. Come on, it's not summertime. <laughs> it is not summertime at all. Spring. It is yes, <laughs> the spring. <laughs> spring loving. You guys, this could be good for her. So we're really excited about okay, it. She's marriage, freaking out. Marriage, She's freaking stop. out. Go, we're only go. four days in. Don't anybody get too excited? Okay, marriage <laughs> is great. Um, we are a good ways in and it is awesome. how many months are we in we're like six months in we're like a half of a year under our play i gotta say marriage has been awesome people say the first year is like sometimes hard and i could see why there's a lot to work through a lot to talk through yeah. you know you're living with yeah. a boy which yeah. is kind of crazy the i other have day a couple I questions I couldn't believe I live with a boy, though. That I is crazy. Like, this is so weird. I have yeah. a couple questions for you. My first question is, what has surprised you the most about living with Josh? Oh, well, surprised me the most. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, we're me and Josh are a lot alike. So things come naturally. Like we want to do the same things. We like the same things. We like to eat the same things. We like to talk the same way. I'll tell you what has been one of the biggest struggles in marriage. Okay. We have had to set boundaries using our baby voice. <laughs> it's really embarrassing for Josh, Josh mostly. He, like to oh, the dog or to each other? To each other. And okay. it's so unattractive. Can you I give mean, us a glimpse? To, Can you give us a glimpse of what it I sounds like? I don't know. Like, babe, oh, babe. It's like very squeaky and it's so unattractive. <laughs> I mean, and you know, that wait, associated okay, wait, wait. with other things. When you say set worse. boundaries, are you saying Josh quit using the baby yes, voice? it's a constant <laughs> reminder. It came in marriage. I don't know what happened it was, to him. It didn't happen in dating. It didn't it, happen it in It showed dating. up in marriage. It showed up in marriage. But another good so thing about marriage, the voice? a good thing about marriage is... Do you use the voice before we move on? I've had to stop using the voice. Yes, it's like, we really got to go. You should start up. the country accent with Josh. I should start the country yeah. accent. I've actually really been wanting to do one of those like nights that you put on like a character, <laughs> you know, like where like you like, murder just, like talk in Russian for the night just for fun, oh, you know, spice like, up the marriage. Yeah, yeah. spice <laughs> the marriage. I don't know, like a Russian accent for like a dinner date or something. I thought that'd be fun. That's good. <laughs> so we're going to try that. But Okay, back to what you're saying, though. It was really great. One I mean, good thing about marriage. Great thing about marriage. Don't know if you guys have noticed. I need to do some throwback photos. Josh is looking good these Josh days. Josh had a glow up. <laughs> he had a glow up in marriage. <laughs> it's been really good for him. Are, is it all thanks to you? Um. Yeah, I would like to say so. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to pluck that boy's eyebrows. Ooh. Unibrow, just like. Bam, bam, oh, the unibrow. Popping in. He has some good brows, but yeah, yeah, like that. I've helped him out with. Okay, I mean, one more question for you. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're helping Marriage him. Marriage is groom. good, though. Another question I'd have is: Can you just give us a little bit of insight onto y'all's biggest fight thus far in marriage? Biggest fight? Oh yeah, our fights always go around like friends I love having people over staying over and all of the things and he like wants to leave like always a little earlier than I so we just have to do around that we had a big blowout about somebody staying at the house so <laughs> 
You Whoa. guys, there That's we go. That is, <laughs> we couldn't go very further into that. I'm we, so are sorry. you so glad the buzzer I, saved you I on that one? I'm so glad the I wasn't setting you up for that either. Us. I just was curious, honestly. We didn't even get very far, though. I had more tea to spill about married life. And you, you know what? Winky, winky. Good things it's just girls listening to this podcast. Yes. Oh, you were about to go there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we need to cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is perfect. This is perfect. Guys, no. tune back in for next season when Ken shares that We wouldn't have that really team. ever talked about it because we're in public. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Josh doesn't listen to anything we do, so I feel like it's a free-for-all. Yeah, all that's actually like, pretty talk nice. Talk about his unibrow. Talk about this. <laughs> Bye, Josh. <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> okay. We'll talk wow. to you guys. We're so excited for this last episode. Let's it's stop on RT and get into Priscilla. What do yes. you think? I still can't believe we spilled some tea on your dating life. I yeah, I'm still embarrassed about it. Honestly, All right, you guys, <laughs> Priscilla, let's get into, get into Priscilla. It is our final time of Bible study through the daughter series. I've loved it though. I have loved it so, 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 so much. Remember when you told us that you make out with your dog? Oh my gosh. Remember when we just told way too many things, way too many things. Like, you I guys. know. I had like, you know, those vulnerability hangovers. I had one of those after we recorded um, post podcast cringe. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's so real. You guys, I formally apologize about making out with the dog. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm actually still going to stick with it, that there's a lot of other uh, listeners that yeah. love keeping out with their yeah. dog. All right. We have many but other things to talk about. It's not about that, but I just wanted to say that it's been so fun going through the last six weeks with you guys, diving into this study, really digging into the word of God. Um, it's so fun now. I feel like when we hear the names of these women and we'll be like, oh, I know God's heart for them. And that's hey, that's true. God's heart for me too. So that's true. Um, I'm really, really excited hey, about this last you one. You remember when you when we talked about you having a crush? <laughs> we did, we just did that yeah. a few seconds ago in this episode. There. That's all I got to say. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm really, really excited about this final woman. Um, you guys probably know that I love the book of Acts, big Acts fan over here. <laughs> and um, this is a woman actually who shows up in the book of Acts. And uh, she's a New Testament woman. Um, she's not in the gospels, but she actually is a part of the early church. She um, is a friend of Paul's. And we're going to learn some really cool stuff about her story. Uh, but just from the beginning, you should know that what I love about Priscilla, our girl Priscilla, is she was not a backseat Christian. She was a front lines of the early church kind of woman who is being used by God, her gifts being used by God to advance the kingdom. And I just believe that that is God's heart for us as his daughters. Mm. So hear me say that. I believe it. Um, okay, but I want to jump into a little bit of Priscilla's story here. So we have this little dynamic duo named Priscilla and Aquila. Can say that? Priscilla and Aquila. I like the ring. They rhyme Priscilla and Aquila. Like, that's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, whoa. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So Priscilla and Aquila, they're um, a married couple. And they're actually from the city of Rome, you know. Mm. They're just from the capital of the Roman Empire. Wow. And um, can you imagine being just a newlywed couple in Rome, eating pasta? 
I don't know if they ate pasta back then, but maybe, you know. I think they did. Some Eating lasagna. Pasta. It just, Rome is so romantic. I'm sure they were just loving their yes. life. Um, but some crazy stuff happens in Rome. And uh, basically the emperor at the time, um, there's like this man named Crestus or somebody named Crestus that's causing some uproar among the Jews. Some people think that maybe that is Jesus. Like, and the name got misspelled over the years mm. in kind of the historical reports of it. But anyways, they kick all he kicks all of the Jews out of Rome. So Priscilla and Aquila are forced to flee their home country um, and they move and they end up in the city of Corinth. And you know who else ends up in the city of Corinth? The Apostle Paul. Oh, wow. One of your fave characters in the Bible, Kens. I know you love Paul. Oh, love Paul. Do you think Paul's your favorite? <laughs> Jesus is well, my favorite. I mean, that's the most Sunday school answer I've ever heard. Other than Jesus? Um, yes, I love Paul. He's just like goes after it. He Fearless, does. He does. Know, bold. And, no, you know, most of the time we think of Paul as like pretty independent. Like he's always just kind of like you can just see he's doing his thing. Like yeah, you never really think true. about Paul's personal life. Much, yeah. Do you? No. no. Tell us some more. Okay. Well, Paul in Corinth, he meets Priscilla and Aquila, this couple, and they actually end up working together as tent makers. Did you know that Paul actually had a trade? He made tents. That is incredible. Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. And so Handyman. Did, yep. And so did Priscilla and Aquila. And so they actually uh, lived together, all three of them, mm. for a year and a half. Can you imagine the dinner conversations? Wow. Like, don't you just think those were probably like the most like inspiring, passionate, fiery dinner conversations ever. I would love to be a fly on the wall for some of those. Absolutely. So they're um, hanging out for a year and a half. I imagine that Paul did a lot of discipling of Priscilla and Aquila in that time, like really pouring into mm. them, really sharing the message and the gospel mm. of Jesus. And they become that. such good friends that when Paul continues his missionary journeys, um, he actually goes to Ephesus and he decides to bring them with him. He says, mm. hey, you guys are such assets to my ministry, such assets to the kingdom that I want to bring you with him, bring you with me and he leaves them in Ephesus and so they're there helping to like build and um, kind of just grow the church in Ephesus and we have this really cool moment so most of Priscilla and Aquila's story is shows up in Acts 18 so you'll see in the beginning of Acts 18 Paul meeting them um, but I want to really focus in on this story that comes a little bit later uh, starting um, back in verse 24 so we have another character his name is Apollos and Apollos was from Alexander Andrea, another city mm -hmm. in the Roman Empire. And he was a really intelligent man, a really um, charismatic man. Like when, when he spoke, he was the type of person that people listened to him. And um, he knew a little bit about the message of God. He knew actually about John's baptism. Mm. But he didn't know the full message of Jesus, and he didn't know um, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so Apollos, he shows up in Ephesus, this place where Priscilla and Aquila are staying, and he begins to speak and to teach, and people are listening, and they're hearing him say all of these things. And there's this really beautiful moment where we learn that Priscilla and Aquila actually pull Apollos aside. They bring him into their home, and they begin to teach him the message of Jesus. Um, they talk to him about the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want to just pause here and picture this moment, you know, oftentimes when, when people say incorrect things, we're pretty quick to get on our little Instagram high horse and comment and be like, uh, excuse me, wrongo, like that is not correct. You know, we're pretty quick to like bring people down a couple of notches to kind of like embarrass them and be like, hey, you're wrong to be pretty, you know, on our high horse about it. But I love that Priscilla and Aquila just said, hey, no, come into our home. 
you know, I'm sure they asked him about his story first. I'm sure they got to know him. They said, hey, tell me about your mom. Tell me about your dad. Tell me about your sister. And then they said, hey, we just want to let you know, like, you know, we love what you have to say and what you have to teach, but you're actually missing something. And we want to tell you what you've been missing. And I'm sure they let him ask questions. I'm sure they let him wrestle through maybe some doubts and things like that. And it's really just this beautiful picture of discipleship where they, as a couple, take a policy in and they, they pour into him. And we can't talk about this story without noting a couple little details here. Um, okay, so Priscilla and Aquila, guess how many times they're mentioned throughout scripture? Take guess, Kent. They're mentioned four times. They're mentioned six times throughout oh, scripture. So close. so close, so close. But they're mentioned six times throughout scripture. And um, of the six times, four of the six times, Priscilla her name shows up before Aquila. Two times, Aquila shows up first. Four times, mm. Priscilla shows up first. And this is unusual. Like, I don't ever really think mm. we think much about whose name comes first. Although I will say, <laughs> Mac oh my gosh. always comes before Ken. Yeah, well, they're changing that up. It's going to be a hard okay. shift. Okay, no, we can, I, I like it that way. It rings ha- better. Halfway through life, we'll switch it to Ken's and Mac, you know. Um, <laughs> but in this, t- in this day and age, typically the men were always um, kind of referenced first when talking about people. And so it's super interesting. It's a stark contrast that Priscilla's name is actually mentioned four of the six times becoming before Aquila's name. And many scholars believe, we don't know this to be a fact, but many scholars believe it's because Priscilla was actually an incredibly gifted teacher and was actually an incredibly gifted woman of God who kind of took on more of a leadership role, even than her husband, Aquila. She was really the one probably pouring into Apollos and saying, Hey, Apollos, let me like show you this thing that you've been missing. And so Mm. It's actually cool. We don't we don't really read much more about Priscilla and Aquila. They kind of meet back up with their friend Paul a couple more times. He actually, in several of his New Testament letters, you're going to see him say like, hey, tell my friends Priscilla and Aquila that I say, hey. Um, and he talks about how much they meant to him, how much they had like risked their life for the sake of the gospel. And it's really mm-hmm. just a beautiful picture to me of um, a couple of different things here. What I love about Priscilla and Aquila's story. Number one, you see a powerful partnership. You see the power of partnership. And I really want to dive into that in a bit. But also you see a woman in the early church stepping up and leading, being empowered by God to share about the things that God has done in her life. And I just have kind of thought about my heartbeat for this entire study. And like, I think if there are two things that I could like, if you could ignore everything else we said from this entire podcast, that there are two things I would want you to step into. The number one would be like that you are, as God's daughter, you are so loved by God. Like, and there's nothing that you can do to escape that love, to run from that love, to like, be cut out of that love. You are so loved by God. But then number two, like you are empowered by God. Mm. Like God didn't, God didn't create you, make you as his daughter for you to just have to sit on the sidelines or for you to just have to like stay quiet and, and not speak up about your love for him. Like God created you. He's empowered you to be a part of building his kingdom here on earth. And I know that might be controversial for some people and you can take that however you want. But I just mm. like, I just have seen that. I've seen too many women not see themselves as empowered by God to say, Hey, if anything less, like I'm going to go and share about my love for God with me in the world around me in all of these different ways. Mm. And so this is honestly just my little tangent that you are empowered. And I love that Priscilla's story (laughs) shares us this. I could go on and on. Ken, do you have anything to add to that? (laughs) Absolutely. No, I so believe that too. And I know that this is like oddly a controversial 
subject um and maybe like women pastoring speaking teaching doing all these crazy things and we don't even really want to get into that but we what we do want to just note through Priscilla's story that is that exactly that God as his daughters has totally empowered us to shake the nation Mm -hmm. and to like step up to I love I even think back to Deborah's story yeah and there's a part in Deborah's story where um she goes wake up wake up Mm, like wake up to what God's telling you and I feel like he's saying the same thing to women oftentimes like there's a temptation to just shy back maybe and you know we're so told and convinced in scripture that the man is gonna lead and yes in beautiful ways like in my marriage I love that Josh leads me and and then there's other ways where I I get to lead Josh and you see that back and forth the same kind of situation here in Priscilla's story. So cool. Yeah, I just really believe that we are supposed to lead and we are supposed to shake the nation. And we just want to wake up any gifts inside of you. Anybody listening that's just maybe grown quiet or maybe you've grown insecure, you've left it to a guy in your life. Like step into leadership. There's no harm in doing so. Like we're just leading people closer to Jesus. And I love that about Priscilla's story. So it's just exciting. Yeah. And I think it, what to me, it boils down to the most simple thing, but I believe this. And I would say this to you, if I was sitting across the table at a coffee shop from you, I would say, Hey, what are the gifts that God has placed in you? Like, what are those things? Cause you know, God created you. He knit you together in your mother's womb, like, and whatever things he placed in you, go use them for his glory. Yeah. Go use them for his glory. That's all I got to say. Like, I just think that you're empowered by God, sent by God and accompany by God as you go and make disciples of all nations as you bring heaven to earth. So you are empowered. Exactly. Okay. but what That's we- fun. Abide in me. That's what Jesus calls us to do, to live a faithful life. But how do we abide in Jesus? Scripture calls us to meditate on God's word so that we can be transformed Often, however, we treat reading the Bible like a to-do item. The faster we get it done, the better. This approach can make us feel as if we aren't growing in our faith and that something might be wrong with us. So what if there is a tool that could help you slow down and really engage with God's Word? There is the Abide Bible. Using Jesus' command to abide in Him like a vine to a branch, the Abide Bible is designed to help you develop scripture engagement habits that connect you to the true vine. Using five time-tested practices that increase your awareness of what you're reading, the Abide Bible helps you meet God in His Word so that He can transform your life. Check out the Abide Bible at AbideBible.com or wherever you buy your Bibles. We really also want to dive into and talk about is the power of partnership. And what I love too is I think this is so personal to Ken's and I. So we're talking about a marriage partnership in Priscilla and Aquila's story, but I think Ken's and I can bring you a little bit of a perspective of honestly kind of like a friendship and a ministry partnership. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm not married, this isn't for me. This is for you. Partnerships Mm -hmm. happen in so many different ways in life. This could be you and your mom, you and your dad, you and your Mm -hmm. sister, you and your friend, you and your um, coworker. It can be so many different things. But um, what I love is when we look at uh, Priscilla and Aquila's story, we see the power of two people joining together to carry out God's mission. 
And to be totally honest, um, I have always kind of wanted to be this independent, autonomous person mm. who like doesn't need anybody else. But God has humbled me so many times and made it so obviously clear to me, um, almost embarrassing clear, embarrassingly clear that like I am truly only at my best when I'm in partnership with other people, like on my own. I stumble, I fail, I give up. But when I'm in partnership with other people, it's almost like it unlocks um, a new level of God being able to do incredible things. And mm. I think Kenzie would probably say the same thing, mm, that like yeah. when we're in partnership with other people, like we're almost at our very best. Like God yeah. created us to be in community with people, to partner with, you know, other lovers of God to carry yeah. out his mission here on earth. And so yeah. I want to look to Priscilla and Aquila's story to look like, what does it look like to step forward into a partnership? Um, and I actually have four P's or not four P's. I have, well, partnership is our first P, but I have three more P's for us to kind of remember. Cause we just love an alliteration. Don't That's you know? Amazing. Okay. So first up, what I love about Priscilla and Aquila's story when it comes to partnership is that we see this very clear season of preparation. And I think it's super important to have a season of preparation for every single partnership. So remember that year and a half where Priscilla and Aquila lived with Paul and they just made tents. You know, yes. they just made tents day in and day out. I doubt that was very exciting. Like, I doubt they were like, oh, we're stepping into the, like preaching in the synagogues. You know, like, no, they were literally just sitting with Paul. I don't know, sewing, making some tents out of leather. Like that seems so unglamorous. But I think, gosh, the conversations that were had, um, the discipleship that happened, the ministry that happened when they were, they probably didn't even know it, but like that was just a season of God preparing them, of God yeah. sowing seeds in them, um, of watering those seeds. And so I think about, you know, what does a season of preparation look like for you in a partnership in your life? I don't know what you're thinking. Hopefully you've already identified a partnership in your life, but <laughs> have you entered in that season of preparation? Have you not just like checked it off, but have you leaned into it? Do you need another season of preparation for God to kind of prepare you for what's ahead? And, and I know, Ken's, you and I, Mm. had a long season of preparation. <laughs> yeah, it's really true. And I love talking about this because it's so real in our life. Like we have such a partnership, getting to do ministry together, being friends together, doing life together and all the things. Yeah, and it took a long time. Like preparation, like that season behind the scenes, like just building relationship and learning, like again, sitting at the feet of Jesus, like those together, praying together, yeah. practicing prayer together, practicing ministry together, leading together, like first in small ways and behind the scenes is so important. And yeah, yeah. So many of you guys know, but me and Mac met like when we were freshmen in college. So we were just babies. And for so long, um, we did, we did life together just yeah. behind the scenes, like really just us doing our thing. And that really is the foundation of our relationship now. So if you're sitting there and you're like, gosh, it just feels like this is just a long behind the scenes thing, or we were only leading in little capacities or this thing's like taking forever to grow. Know that you're like probably just right where you need to be. 
you know. So good. Yes. Okay. So as partnerships lean into that season of preparation and seek out what God has for you in that, the second season that you're often going to see in a partnership is a season of persistence. And I didn't mention this, but um, eventually Priscilla and Aquila are able to move back to Rome. Um, the emperor who had that decree that kicked them out dies, but then it's likely that there was this huge fire that destroyed like a huge part of the city in Rome. And um, it's believed that Priscilla and Aquila's home was actually destroyed and they end up having to mm. move back to Ephesus. It's kind of this crazy journey, but we see that Priscilla and Aquila, they faced a lot of turmoil in their life. Like they were persecuted for being Jewish. Their home was destroyed. I'm sure it was very difficult to be, you know, maybe a, a woman in a culture that it wasn't easy mm. being a woman. But, and you know, I think Priscilla and Aquila, they could have so easily thrown in the towel, chosen an easier path, but instead we see them together beautifully and obediently follow a difficult path that God had laid before them. And I think any uh, partnership is going to face a season where you have to choose persistence. You have to say, Mm. hey, even though it's tough, even though it would be so easy to throw in the towel right now, even though this seems like it's not even worth it, we are going to be persistent in staying united as a partnership and continuing to kind of drive the vehicle forward towards Mm. the purpose that God has created for us. Yeah, so good. I feel like there's a lot of us and there's been seasons in my life too where you give up on relationships, you know? You're like, that friendship's so hard or this thing isn't working at work or this, you just kind of throw in the towel. Like, I just, I believe as like, as Christ followers, that shouldn't be the story as often as it might be. And I say that like, of course, there's relationships sometimes where God is calling you to like leave that in the past. But I think there's a lot of, most of the time, God's calling us to restore relationships. God's calling us to love even bigger, to have persistence, to have perseverance, and um, to stick it to out for to what He originally yeah. called you to. Yeah. And I think that's like the biggest thing that I would put speak into your life here. Like, you know, in hard seasons with Mac and I, fights <laughs> after fights and long dry seasons, like. Yeah. Seriously, what um, what kept us going was remembering when we were originally called, so good. which was built in the preparation season. Yeah, so, on. you know, you got to know, like in that preparation season, you are building like your calling, your sh- a confidence in God's calling in your life. You're seeing open doors. You're seeing him pull through so many moments of prayer behind the scenes. You're grounded in your calling and yeah. your purpose. And then you go out in the persistence. You're like, okay, I knew the calling. This feels really hard. I mm. really want to give up, but I can't because you gave us this calling yeah. and I'm going to stick to that. I'm sure we saw that. I mean, we don't hear of all the hard yeah. moments of Priscilla and Aquila's life necessarily. You have to get really d- dig deep to see that. Yeah. But you know, there were hard moments. There yeah. were so many hard moments, but they just knew what they were called to and yeah. that's what kept them going. So, yeah. yes. So good. Yeah. So good. And I think that brings us to our final season in partnership and that's a season of purpose, you know, where you're kind of stepping right into this thing that this partnership might have been, you know, brought together for. And what I love about Priscilla and Aquila is they are always mentioned together. Like they did it all together. They moved from place to place. They obediently followed wherever God called them. They worked together as tent makers. They shared in their responsibilities and the fruits of their labors. They mentored Apollos together. They opened up their home together. They actually end up like opening up 
up their home to start a church together. They followed God's calling on their life together. And you see it's so clear that God will kind of wove this thread of purpose through their life that they were going to be a couple that when they were united as a couple, like literally God's, um, God's love, God's invitation to come into the family of God was put on full display. Mm. And you can just kind of sense, I don't know if you sense this kids, but that it was, um, it was almost not easy, but it was almost just like, they didn't have to try so hard. <laughs> like I just sensed that when with mm. Priscilla and Aquila, that it was that knee jerk reaction of this, all this time of preparation and persistence that when they had these moments of purpose, Apollos coming into their home, the mentoring Apollos, um, them mm. opening up their home as a church, as a meeting place, as a mm. gathering, that it just was like, duh, obviously, because mm. we have spent all this time in preparation and persistence that it is almost like flawless and, and smooth to step into mm. God's purpose in our life. And so it's a really fun, fun and sweet thing when you get to like, just kind of like walk in that purpose. I know mm. in you and I's partnership, it's been so sweet. Those moments where like, we kind of don't try so hard. And God just like opens doors and God just sends people in our past where we're like, whoa, this is crazy. Like we couldn't be more aligned and centered in God's purpose for us. And I think I love that you mentioned that preparation, persistence, like it sets us up for that. And sometimes these yeah. seasons, you're going to have to go back and forth. Don't you think like you're mm. going to have to, it's not like once you complete one, you never have to do it again. I think in partnerships, it's kind of like you're always moving and mm. revolving into these different ones. But I think God is just at the center of it all, like blessing us when we come together with other people to build his kingdom. Yeah, so good. And it's such a great way to really wrap up this series. Seriously, yeah. like I feel like when I when I hear the word purpose, it's ascending outward. You know, yeah. it reminds me as God's daughters, like we aren't meant to be behind the scenes. We aren't meant to just stay in the preparation phase. We're not meant to just rely on a another person in our life or a guy in our life or whatever. We're meant to have purpose and we can find purpose in everyday things. Yeah. Um, and I I think that's really important. I think maybe we overanalyze or like overthink that a little bit. And there sure are moments where it's like a big purpose where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting this cool opportunity. I'm going to use this for his glory. But then most of the time, and I'd say this is true for Mac and I's relationship too, like our purpose doesn't seem like so glamorous and flashy. It's been behind the scenes. It's been a lot of that, but, um, yeah, find purpose, like go out and do the thing, like make the most of your every day, like yeah. what everyday obedience. Um, and it's just really, really exciting to yeah. think of so many daughters stepping up, activating their God given gifts, like, and going out in the world and making a difference. Yeah. You know? We ended the, we ended the book with these three words, go be his. I think we put them on a t-shirt too. Yes. And I think I love this. Um, the words go involves active, like actively you have to go, you're sent, you're empowered to go and be his, but mm. his is an identity that cannot be taken away from you. No matter what you do wrong, no matter how you screw it up, you will never not be his. And so I love that kind of like that unceasing, unchanging part of like, we are God's daughters. We are his, but because of that, we are sent. Like we are, we are called to move. We are called to be his hands and feet in the world. So yes. I guess our final cry for you guys, our final sending for you would be, Hey, daughters go be 
his. Yes, I love that. You guys, I hope you've loved this study just as much as we have. We're about to just start now uprooting. I'm about to study all women in the Bible. Same. Every detail about of every woman. Every woman ever next yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> we want to know who you guys resonated with the most, which story spoke to you this, the most. We want to know how you're stepping into your God-given purpose, how you are just like going and being with him. Um, this is so exciting. So, so exciting. exciting. Okay, well, we are so thankful for you for the yes, Girl Fam. We, we love you. We're going to be coming back with you guys soon with some more fun things on the podcast. Of course, always on the Instagram. And <laughs> wow, what a fun series. I'm sad to see it go, but excited for what God has in the future. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.